The animals are messy and dirty. Especially ducks. <laughs> Hello, it's time for episode six of the Anchor Me Farm podcast. Yep. And we're doing fences and what not to do. And what to do. And what to do. We're going to give both <laughs> because we've done both. We have done both. Well, yeah, yeah, we've done both. You can actually tell in the fencing that I built in this house, you can tell exactly where it was that I spoke to someone. Uh. <laughs> the fence changes at that point. Like, oh, this is where you actually got advice from somebody that knows what they're saying. Like, oh, yeah, oops. <laughs> so the biggest caveat of a fencing conversation is asking what you're keeping inside. If it's dogs, you don't really have to have a strong fence because dogs kind of recognize a barrier. Unless they're super athletic and want to jump a fence because we've all seen those videos. Yeah, but those are... We're talking about like wire <laughs> fence. We're not talking about picket fences or wooden fences, any of that stuff. We're talking about farm fencing made of wire. Uh, so if you have a diggity dog, you could possibly have a problem. <laughs> but our dogs are admittedly city dogs, and they recognize a barrier. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're small. They're all under 40 pounds, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Finny might have had some winter weight on her, but... She's nowhere near 40. She'd be 30-something no. at the most if she's really heavy. She's a little heavy, but she is mostly muscle anyway, but... Yeah, she, she kind of is stocky anyway. For yeah. her to be, like, thin, she has to be running 10Ks a, again every morning. Yeah, uh, she's a puggle, so she's part pug and part beagle. So they both love to eat, but she she's very active, and now she's allowed in the backyard again, so she's happy. And she can run around the place and yeah. get zoomies and stuff, but she's nine, so she's not as, you know... And she's a little older. Not as crazy as she used to be, but... Back to the subject of fencing. <laughs> it really just gets to be an issue if you're talking about goats. You can really use cheaper stuff if you're just doing chickens and ducks. Well. Yeah, you can uh, use the welded. Well, you can use the welded, but it has to be smaller squares. Right. We use a two-by-four grid. Yeah. When we first bought this place, there was a fence. There was a fenced-in section in the back, and they used four-by-four four grid. And when you get chickens and ducks... Uh, especially if you get smaller uh, ducks. Like mallards. They can just walk right through it. Or baby chickens and ducks can just walk right through. So it, it's not a fence at all. No. And if you've got goats, a 4x4 four four grid means that the younger ones and smaller ones can stick their whole head through. And get stuck. I've had to pull out, uh, I think it was Arklow. When we had put him in with Brooklyn, this is a whole different subject, but... He was in a section... It's to the fact that goats can get their head stuck, and it was a to-do to try to stretch it out, to push him back in, because he was freaking out, I was freaking out, it was a mess, but... Yeah, the, the goat is not going to politely help you get him unstuck, he's no. going to panic, and it's it's real bad, but... That, for that reason, we go with a 2x4 grid, a 2-inch by 4-inch grid, and that seems to work pretty well. Yeah. Uh, for, for smaller chickens and stuff, 
for our part, we didn't have the chickens outside roaming the property until they were a certain size, till they had their feathers. And to be fair, we had, for outside time when they were younger, we put them in the front in a little... Enclosure. Enclosure type thing, like a baby playground thing. Sorry. Castle is grumbling again. <laughs> we're on the couch with our dogs. Because it's the only time I get to sit, and we apologize for the background noise, but it's also quite soothing, I think. But they're they're all sleeping, except Castle sometimes says, well, don't you move and stop <laughs> making noise. So she's trying to drift off to sleep, and we're disturbing her by making a podcast. Yes. So... The starting point for fencing is you're getting a farm and you've got land, but it's just open land. And you're thinking of free ranging your chickens or your, your ducks or whatever, or maybe your goats. And you need some way to keep them from running off into the street or running away or anything like that. Some people just let their chickens run around the yard and we yeah, think it's crazy. You're driving down the street and you see chickens so close to the road. It's like, ah, why? I just want to grab them and take them home so they're safe. But we don't. We don't. So. We don't because we have <laughs> enough chickens. For now. We've already ordered more chickens. We're not ordering more chickens. We did order more we chickens. We already have, though. Yes. There's not an additional order coming. No. So, I, I'm I'm actually weirdly grateful that we had a, one bad experience with Tractor Supply, where they they had uh, malnourished ducklings at a hatchery, and we had trouble with the ducklings because now Carrot doesn't want to get anything from Tractor Supply. So yeah. if we walk the tractor supply, she doesn't just buy five chickens or six chickens. I'm probably the only person who is not grabbed in by that because they're, they're, I can't lose another one. Yeah, it's tough. It, was a, it doesn't happen all the time, but it, it, it was at the hatchery, and we, we give our little birds lots of vitamins and electrolytes and stuff. And that's how we were able to we were able to save one of them. Yeah, Galway, but he has a lot of issues too, so he's part of the front of the house flock. Yeah, so they started out malnourished at a critical time, and yeah. pumping them full of vitamins was like it, it was good, but it wasn't enough for all three. No. Nope. Uh, anyway. Yep. Backtrack. Again, we digress. It's my fault. Uh, yeah. You didn't have to just... <laughs> you always right. go off subject, though, let's Never be mind. honest. <laughs> so you're trying to keep your animals in, and we're going to assume that you're trying to keep goats in. There's an old saying that if your fence cannot hold water, it cannot hold a goat. And I'm not sure who... I don't know where came it came from, though, because with our experience, we haven't dealt with that i mean there's always one who wants to be like oh maybe the grass is greener on this side but they don't jump the fence they don't try to get out of the fence they just try to go through the gates when you open them but it's mostly belfast and callan and callan just wants to come inside the house and belfast is well belfast yeah so this stuff about coming home and the goats have escaped again we just haven't seen that no. It could be that our goats are spoiled and we have enough space for them and enough interesting things to do, but 
we just haven't had the experience of, of goats escaping all the time. But maybe other people did. So let's start from scratch. What, what, what do you got to do? You got to, for us, we had a section of the property that was cleared already that was not fenced in and the goats were going to be there. So I had to build that fence before we got the goats. Uh, that was the second bit of fence I had to build. The very first bit of fence was between us and our neighbors because their dogs were coming over here all the time and pooping in our yard. And and it scared me. Yeah, and, and we, because we don't know the dogs. And even while I was making that fence between us and the neighbors, the dog walked right up on me while I was working on it. I didn't see her at first, and then she barked at me. And luckily she was friendly, but you don't know when you don't when you're new and you don't know the neighbor's dogs and dogs are off leash just running the neighborhood yeah it's uh, so it, unsafe and it's unsafe for the dogs we've seen dogs out in the street and stuff and yeah it's unsafe for us too because you never know and now that we have animals it's even more worrisome so yeah so so I put a fence just so if a dog wants to come into our yard, they have to run all the way to the street and go all the way around and then come in the front like everybody else does. But for the goats, I had to section off a chunk of the property and I had to build a front gate. And I had to build a gate at the bottom because we were going to eventually fence off more stuff. So that means that we have to do fence posts. and Well, gate posts, really. So how do you do that? Uh, my first attempt at gate posts, we have a lot of small trees. This property used to be logged, so we have some large, older trees. And we have a bunch of young trees because it used to be cleared out of wood and then they replanted. So there are a lot of trees out here that are around, about the right width, about the right diameter to be a gate post. So I cut a few down and cut off eight foot sections that were the right diameter. And I got a what's called a bark spud which is a funny name, but it's basically a, a stripper device that you just strip the... <laughs> stripper device. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not even sure how a stripper device would work. Mine gutter. It sounds like... You know what? I'm not going to explore no, that. I'm not, not. going to go there. It's probably better not to figure that out. But yeah, but it's a, it's a, a bark spud is basically a wooden handle with a metal... Uh, scraper on the end and it's meant to strip the bark off of trees so you put the the post again up on a sawhorse and you just like scrape the bark off all the way around and now you've just got a, a gate post but it's still new ideally you would want to age that because trees when you cut a tree down it needs to age the sap needs to drain out of it the moisture needs to it needs to dry out and the uh i i didn't i just put it right in the ground (laughs) yeah amateurs yeah the the best kind of wood for outside is pressure treated and what that means is they use they pressure on the board to force oils and chemicals and things that are like oils into the grain of the wood so that water can't get in there there's already oil inside the wood so it doesn't it, it helps it resist moisture over time yeah, because wood rots no matter what. It'll eventually rot. Yeah, so the the kind of treatment you can do yourself is never as good as professional treatment, but you can pour oil on it, like vegetable oil is fine, any kind of oil. 
Um, and it just depends on like how much you do. It, it, it's better than not having a treatment. But for my part, I just stuck them in the ground. And <laughs> they were... They've held up a, a couple of years, but eventually couple, I'm going to have to replace them. We've only been here a couple of years. They've held up pretty good so far. They're still sturdy. But they've, they've cracked a little bit, but they're still sturdy and they're holding the gates up. No. But it, it's... Eventually I'm going to have to replace those, right? So... After doing all this and building everything, recently I had to build some more gates, and I found out that cedar posts out of the farm store were like twelve bucks. <laughs> so all that labor, yeah, and cutting trees down, <laughs> and it's twelve bucks to. But if you got more time than money, maybe you can do it. Just be advised, you're gonna have to in a few years, you're gonna have to replace that post. So unless you do it right the first time. Yeah, if you used. I don't know. I could have used pressure-treated 4x4s. Yeah. Or if you'd done it yourself and wait that extended period to dry it out. and To dry it out. and Do then, it and properly. Then you can also, um, if you had an 8-foot like vat and you just pour vegetable oil over the thing all the time, really you want to pour it on the top and let it seep through the grain and really get in there. You basically want to bathe it in some kind of oil even vegetable oil and as long as oil is in the grain of the wood then moisture isn't you know but this is all a hell of a lot of labor yeah and time when you could buy a cedar post and and no kind of home home grown treatment of a of wood is going to be as good as what you get from pressure treated wood from the lumber yard from like like the lumber store so i could have done four by fours that were pressure treated but the reason we kept I keep saying cedar is because cedar wood resists rot better than just about anything. And pests. Just and pests. So, you know. so cedar is the best wood to use. And you don't need to soak it in oil or get pressure treated, just get cedar. And again, farm store had cedar posts for twelve bucks. <laughs> that was a lot easier than although I am kinda of proud that I made that, you know, I made, I did that myself with my own labor. Kinda of cool, but grand scheme of things not worth the time and pain so i wish i'd done cedar posts all the way around but the first gate i ever built was down on the property it was posts i cut myself and stripped myself and scrap wood that i found around the property and i was trying to build a seven foot gate by five foot tall like the fence and the it was awful if i pointed it to it and said this is the first gate i've ever built you would say oh yeah it is that's definitely the first time you ever tried to do this. Yeah. It wasn't even, the posts were too far apart. So after I built the gate and tried to hang it, I realized, oh my God, I had to go get like another piece of scrap that was like a one by eight or a one by 10 or something and put that on the end of the gate so that it would reach the other post. That's how bad this was. <laughs> and it's a mess, but it's down at the bottom and it looks like a, a jury rigged nightmare. But uh, we really the, don't even need that anymore. No, I'm gonna have to pull it up. Yeah. And it's down the slope where the water, and it was during mud season. So when <laughs> I dug the holes and put concrete down there in the bottom, it filled up with water on its own. I didn't have to go get buckets of water. Because mud season here is when the snow melts. It's the uh, fifth season in Maine, yeah. or New England, really. Yeah, the but. snow melts, but the ground can only accept the moisture so fast so you end up with a lot of mud everywhere for a while for about a month and a half 
and it's real easy to dig. This is the time to dig and put your posts in the ground. This is the time to put your T posts in the ground. And T posts are metal fence posts that you get from the farm store or tractor supply. And you'll want to get a post driver, which is a big, heavy metal cylinder handle on each side. And it, it's hollow. And you basically put it over the T post and you lift it up and you bring it down. You just let it hard. drop. Bring it down hard. Ping, ping, ping. <laughs> and mainly let the weight of the T post do it. If you do this in mud season when the ground is soft, it's a lot easier. And you get a seven foot T post and drive it like two feet in the ground or a little more. And the T-Post has these wings on the bottom. If you look up T-Post on the internet, you'll see it. And those wings kind of stabilize it under the ground. And once the ground solidifies in summer, it's in there pretty good. And you're going to want to do those every six feet or so. It depends. Uh, you, what I was told by somebody with a goat farm is just put them every six feet or whatever or eight feet push on the fence that's all the goats are going to do just push on it and if you're not comfortable put another t-post yeah you know there's no fence police who are going to come <laughs> and tell you i mean there's some jerk that's going to say well you should have done your fence this way and that guy can go jump in the lake we don't care about him <laughs> you just do what you got to do to make the fence reliable that so that you feel safe that you know the kind to get again if you're doing just birds two by two inch by four inch grid there is woven, uh, sorry, there is welded fence. That's the cheap stuff. And the welded, I'm gonna look at the my browser tab roll here, right here. On home, this is Home Depot, but it's it's 100 foot, 14 gauge galvanized steel welded wire, 150 bucks ballpark um, in March of 2023. Um, that's kind of how much you'll spend for that. It's a light fence. It's easy to fight with it's easy to put up it's easy to move around by yourself uh, but it's not that strong so you're keeping out small things and things that kind of respect the barrier you're not you're not putting out any you're not keeping any large animals in with that goats and if it's cows don't even yeah forget about what we're talking about you need a whole other episode which we won't do because we don't have cows yet yeah at all Yep. <laughs> but you're, you don't say forget it. You're from New York. What do you say? Forget about it. <laughs> if you got cows, forget about it. Forget but, about um, it. The thing that you want with your goats is you want 100 foot by 60 inch square deal non-climb horse fence. And it, it's basically a woven fence uh, so that if a goat leans up on it, they're not going to break, like with welded, a goat's weight of its hooves could break the weld and then you've got to repair your fence. With the woven stuff, it's heavier and it's hard to manage and you'll need pliers to twist it and it's it's going to be more of a nightmare, but once it's up, you can leave it. You don't have to fight with it anymore. It's always easier with two people, unfortunately. I'm not able to help him with the fencing anymore, so it's all on him until we find help, <laughs> unfortunately. Right. So you're gonna let's start with the with let's start with the with the, the gate. Let's get back to that. You want to be really careful with putting your posts in the ground for your gate, and you want to think about how wide the gate's gonna be. 
uh, who's going to go through here? Is it just for people to walk through, or is it just is it is it is a car going to have to go through? Is a truck going to have to go through? For our front gate, I tried to make it as wide as a lane of traffic on the road because we're eventually going to have trucks go down there and do work. So it was very important to have a 14-foot gate. So I had already built the nightmare gate, so I had a little more experience. And I just took two-by-fours and I sandwiched them around some welded fence. And that was a mistake. I should have used one-by-fours. The thing would have been half the weight. What I, what I should have done, since I had two, and one of them was five feet tall, but it was a slight hill, so I made one of them a little shorter so they'd be even at the top. But I should have built a notch out of the bottom of the gates. And then you go to Tractor Supply and buy like a, you can buy little tires that you can put on a gate. And I should have just built a little notch at the bottom of the gate and just put that tire vertically. As it was, we had to wrestle with it for a long time. And eventually I put a tire on it, but I had to put it sideways, so now it's a bit of a trip hazard. And now I've got this gate that looks okay, but it's too heavy. It's a bit of a pain. And because it's sturdy and it's not broken, we're probably not gonna replace it for a long time until we have trouble with the, the when the posts finally rot out or you know we have more time, but other yeah. projects are gonna jump in front. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, if you build something you're not <laughs> happy with, but it's working, it's going to stay. Yeah, move on. There's for something a, else that needs attention. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty more to do. There's so much. That's in front of that. So don't be afraid to build stuff that's crap at first. That's why I built that first gateway in the back, because I knew that my first attempt was going to be horrible. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I'm not a carpenter, so... I, as I as I work it out, you know, and of course, right after I built that front gate, I realized what I should have, could have, would have. Of course. <laughs> you know, but you can look up tutorials online, but those are typically people that do professional stuff, and they always seem to have all these professional carpentry tools and machines. Oh yeah, we should note that neither of neither of us have any carpentry skills whatsoever. We have no family around, no friends to help. So all this stuff we are learning and doing on our own, and it's hard. Yeah, have you noticed how some of these people like, oh, it's easy <laughs> to do because, you know, my, my brother's an electrician and my cousin's a carpenter. And yeah, they just all get together. And... <laughs> <laughs> they or, can go screw themselves. <laughs> you can do this yourself. <laughs> and then you see their shop and they have like $2,000 like saws or something in yeah. the background. They have a a lathe and a planer and Ugh. all kind of stuff. <laughs> I mean, I love tools. Do I know how to use them? Mm, I try. <laughs> but we have, not really. We have circular saws and we have chainsaws <laughs> and we have, you know, stuff. And my nail gun. It, and granted, it's... It's a finishing It's a finishing nail gun, nail gun but I use it for everything because why not? <laughs> Whatever works, right? It's fast and easy. We're going to get you the real one, but it's going to be heavy. So yeah. The whole ready. reason I don't have like a real one in the beginning is because you need an air compressor, air, air compressor and all this stuff. And For a good one, it's air compressor. For... But Ryobi makes, or Ryobi or whatever, makes a... A nail gun, a proper nail gun now, but I'm now. But how heavy is it? How because heavy is it? I'm like 
maybe 100 pounds and I have a bad hand, so. So if you get an air compressor, then <laughs> your nail gun is much smaller and lighter. But because... it has to be plugged in. Right, and, and the power, I don't think it has to be electrically plugged in. I think the power comes from the air hose. Well. Does it? The compressor needs to be plugged in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And You're going to be tethered to something. Yeah, and then the nail gun's connected to the compressor. So there's limits. Right, but, but then the nail gun itself is much lighter. Yes. And, and probably more powerful than Oh, yeah, electric. a lot more powerful. So, But the fact that you can even have an electric now is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be heavy. But for some big construction guy, what does he care? Right. And he's getting that electric <laughs> Ryobi nail gun because he's going to be in an odd location and he doesn't want to be tethered to a air compressor you yeah. know but we're, we're kind of jealous of the guys on youtube <laughs> that are doing framing and they've got a couple of two by fours and they just go dunk, dunk, dunk. it's <laughs> so not fair <laughs> if only right because it takes me at least four tries to get the nail straight on where it's not sticking out otherwise i have to go in with a hammer it's yeah, a mess and, it's just a mess and i tend to use wood <laughs> screws i drill pilot holes and do wood screws I don't drill so that pilot I can, holes. So that, yeah, I know. <laughs> but I, I, I tend to do pilot holes and wood screws so that I can take it apart later if I want to. Um, um, but it depends on what it is. Uh, and also wood screws will hold the thing together. It depends on what kind of stress you want, your, uh, what kind of stress you're concerned about. Like shear strength, if you're worried about it going up and down, a screw is not as strong as a nail. But if you're just worried about it coming loose, then a screw is better than a nail because a screw will hold it together. So it just depends on, for a gate like I was building, I'm not. I'm worried about it being tight because I was sandwiching two by fours around a, a piece of fence. So screws were much better for me at the time. Now when I was building our more recent gates, I had better opportunities because you're always going to be using stuff that's around your farm. And Kara has lost focus because the goats are walking around <laughs> behind the house and we're in front of a sliding glass door and they're exploring more of the property now that the snow is melting. Yeah, sorry. This and, is more his episode anyway. I don't yeah. do a so lot with the fence because I Emily can't. Emily just walked but... into a place where the snow was deeper than she <laughs> thought and just sunk in and it was like, WTF, man. I was worried we'd have to go help her out, but she, yeah, she, she made out. it through. She's a goat. She figured it out. Anyway, the, the newer gates I built were, like, Kara had a hard time opening those heavy gates. Uh, it's bad for her hand to fight with them all the time. So we needed to make people gates. And I wanted to do something like the dog park where you have a little chamber, which I mentioned in the last episode. Yeah. So we I had this... I don't know if they realize... Well, maybe we should touch on that I had a hand injury. This is why I have trouble... I've had a hand injury a couple of years ago, and it's never been the same since. Had several surgeries, etc. More details later on, but it's a to-do, and it's giving me trouble more lately. And the doctors can't really do much about it. So, she's on. a workaholic who maxes out her hand all the time. There's an X amount of stuff <clears throat> that her hand can do. And she does like 120% of that. Well, I have the bakery and then the farm, so 
Yeah. Yeah. So if you tell a doctor my hand hurts, it's like, well, what are you doing? I'm doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm doing all the things. The doctor will say, well, do less. And she's like, well, no. I can't. <laughs> so, so how am I supposed to run my businesses? Right. So I'm looking. We're looking for like, okay, how do I change this? The gate's too heavy. It's causing trouble. So. We had this eight by eight metal enclosure we got for the chickens. We were gonna put it on the side of the coop and we wound up free ranging them. So this enclosure wasn't uh, useful to us. So we disassembled it. And now we have these four foot wide, like tall sections. And I mean, this was an enclosure you could walk into, you know? It and, was fancy. Yeah, and so basically each of those sections could be a gate. So I got like, the, the ones on the side that are like steepled for the roof, you could use those together as a, a eight foot wide gate with two doors. But the, the square ones make excellent people gates. So I took two of those and I had four cedar posts and I put them in the ground and I hung the gates. And I had to, it, it was tough to get them in the ground because this is Maine and mm-hmm. we have rocks everywhere. So you almost can't, your fence is not going to be perfectly straight. You, you, you're going to bring the, it. If it's a T-post and you're bringing it down, bump, 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 you're going to go ka-ping, and you're going to hit a rock. Like, oh, my God. So you have to move your T-post over. So your fence is never exactly where you want it to where be. Where you want it. The T-posts <laughs> don't go exactly particular where you want it. It's not pretty, but, you know, as but long it as it works. <laughs> and everybody else's fence is the same way. When you talk to somebody, they got the same trouble. They're like, oh, yeah. But when I'm building a gate, I have to have the post in the right place. So I dig it out with a shovel and I'm pulling like bowling ball sized rocks out of the ground. <laughs> and the hole ends up way bigger than it needs to be. And I, I manage to get the gates in and I get levels and I make sure it's perfectly straight up and, and all good and the correct distance apart. And then I put the rocks back in, I put a little concrete down there to stabilize it. and fill the dirt back in and then I they have these um, things called J hooks which is like a big fat screw with a little vertical post on the end of it and that's for you to hang the gate on so just look look for J hooks on the internet and you'll see what I mean there's like a there's the hook and then there's the loop that the hook goes into and you literally hang the gate this is Brian editing the podcast and nope they're not J hooks they are screw hook and eye hinges look that up on the internet tractor supply will come up so it's a screw hook and and you'll see it and in my case these panels are really lightweight so i could just i just put it on and there's these little clamps that you put on on the metal gate that you can buy and i had to actually cut pvc because the panels were too skinny (laughs) so i had to make it work you're gonna have to make it work you're gonna have to figure (laughs) stuff out because your situation is going to be different from everybody else's. And if you go to someone else's farm, you're going to look around and go, oh, look, they had this weird problem that we didn't have, and look what they did to solve it. It's going to be kind of neat. Yeah. When, when people come to your farm, if they're farmers themselves, they're fascinated by that stuff because they, they've, they've had to solve problems on their farm too. So yeah. don't feel bad about doing weird MacGyver stuff. It happens always. So. Yeah. But we ended up with these gates that worked pretty well and for the lock I got um, I got like an eyelet I, I, I don't know what it's called it looks like um, I don't know what it is if you if you if you imagine a vertical thick metal screw with a circle on, on the top of it 
that's what I that I screwed one of those into the post, and I put one of those uh, gate clamps on. So I had the I had two different two loops basically, and I dropped a pin between them, and that's how the gate is locked. Yeah. I'll so post it's like a pictures or something. Airlock like a dog park. You know, you go in. And then you close the gate behind you, and then you can escape without other doggies leaving. So Right, and if you open the gate and the goat gets past you, well, guess what? He's just in the chamber with you. He's not out. Yeah. So And there's enough room in that chamber for you and a gorilla cart. So that's, so these are the things you got to think about when you're putting up your gates. Because the goats will sometimes try to get past you. Or the chickens. Because you're going to be carrying stuff when you go through the gate. Always. You're going to have one arm on the gate and one arm carrying stuff, and the goats are going to be there. It's, it's just There'll be wagons you have to bring through, or during winter, at least up here, we use sleds. That's a whole other topic. Yeah, winter's its own topic. <laughs> so I think that's enough for gates. Just, you know, cedar posts instead of cutting your own trees. They're, they're not that expensive, and they hold up well. Um, or... Tr- pressure tree to 4x4 but then you have to be concerned with the angle like the rotation of the 4x4 the cedar posts are round yeah yeah so and gates can be whatever you want whatever you got I would say keep it light always want lighter than but you want sturdy you don't want things to just break in or out right so metal is good metal Uh, yep even get like panels from like the gate panels for chain link fences chain link yeah that's something. what it is if you find one yeah. the right size if you have a so here's the thing we have a suv we do not have a truck so getting some materials is harder than most farms and we do not have a trailer hitch yet not yet because they're expensive everything's expensive you can get home depot to just <laughs> weld one on nope editing again that's you. But then you don't have the full load Not capacity of your vehicle. Yeah, I'd rather get it professionally done. So, about how much? We got a quote. It's like a, it's like a thousand bucks. It's like a thousand dollars. But it, they take the bumper off and put it back on, and yeah, it's crazy. It doesn't even include the trailer. And we, and we might not even ever... We might be fine with the Home Depot. Again with the editing, oh, I am killing me here. It is not Home Depot. It is U-Haul. Depends on what we try to haul. The trailer hitch. We, we're, uh, I worry. Yeah, we worry. So we're gonna save up and get the proper one. Okay, venting about GarageBand, whether you like it or not. Pro tip: you cannot undo any further than your last save. So if you grew up on old Adobe products like me and you save early and save often and you do some major operation like combining some tracks into one track and that goes wrong, if you save after that operation, you cannot go before it. So I'm sorry that some of these edits have overlapped the other audio. Won't happen again. I'm going to actually keep another copy of my file before I do an operation like that because... It screws up. And then if you look on the internet for GarageBand tutorials, you get a bunch of marketing people how teaching you how to press the buttons you already know, or they'll mention a button by name as if you know what that is. They're like, okay, well, where is that button? What does it look like? Is it on the top left, lower right? Can you please stop trying to farm clicks and just tell me something? It's just, okay, sometimes I get mad at the internet. But we're talking about fences and SUVs and trailer hitches, so let's get back to that. Just to recap, U-Haul does the welding of the trailer hitch onto your car. 
but if you want it to have full loading capacity, you should go to the dealership and have them do an official job. It just depends. Maybe you're never going to haul heavy stuff, but who knows? And our SUV is in really great shape and paid for, so we yeah. don't want to replace it with a vehicle we that has a payment. And I don't drive, so I only need one vehicle on the farm because we don't want to spend more money on insurance and maintenance, so it gets tricky. you got to figure things out and got to make things work for you, but obviously a truck would be helpful and maybe down the road we'll meet somebody who will help us a little <laughs> but you never know the, the dream <laughs> is for us to make local friends and and we don't have kids so we right. don't have free labor yeah i didn't i didn't because that's what kids that. are for i didn't say that <laughs> <laughs> sorry but yeah no you, you want to have like an extra couple, like two or three kids in, <laughs> in case the tractor gets one of them. <laughs> That's what they're there. Do you have a few extras? Uh, it's terrible. Yeah. It would have been a thing, but it, it just never happened. But instead we have furry, Animals. furry kids, which the, uh, don't help. <clears throat> but the, the dream here is to build community and to make friends with a farm nearby and maybe I don't do any work on this farm on a Sunday. Maybe I go to somebody else's farm and I help them on a Sunday. And then they come back and help us on another day. So, yeah, building community is important, but it's hard because you're busy, they're busy, and scheduling is very difficult. It's just hard. But as far as the, 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 the gates, we're done enough on that for now. <laughs> uh, the actual fencing. Mud season is the time to put T-posts in the ground or to, to just dig in general. The ground's softer. Like when you, when you put a post in the ground, by the way, you want to prop it up because the concrete is not set yet. So you want to like prop it with boards and stuff to make sure it's it doesn't slide over or change its position. You don't need to do that sets. with T-posts though. With T-posts. Just regular. You don't dig a hole. They just go directly in the ground. Yeah. Until you hit a rock. And then you pull them out and you move <laughs> you, over. You try it again. You try it again. Is this rock a bowling ball or is this rock as big as my kitchen table? Let's find out. It's well, pretty funny. We had one of our neighbors is actually a landscaper type person. And he's done a few uh, gravel pads pads for us for our buildings and when he was doing the one for the goat house he pulled out a rock as big as it's uh, like as big as a table a coffee table a table it's huge it's like, like imagine a coffee table as tall as that is as wide as it is as you know three like, dimensions of it <laughs> but a rock he's like that was in the ground should i put it somewhere might be good for the goats i'm like yes please so, so he did, and it is perfect for the goats. Yeah, he and moved the it ducks. over. <laughs> he moved it over a little bit, and he flipped it over <laughs> because the the one end of it was had it broken off of some giant rock, yeah. and so the bottom of it was almost flat. It, the the top was kind of rounded, but not perfect. So basically, he flipped it over, and we have almost a flat table effect. Yeah, so the goats and, lay on it. You can sit on it, and the ducks like to perch on it, and. It works out pretty well. You should see our basement, though, because we have a huge boulder. Way back when, our house is probably, what, 1850s, they claim. 
I still gotta do research. But they just gave up. They're like, you know what? Yeah. This isn't going anywhere. We're gonna build around it. We're gonna build around it because it's <laughs> freaking huge. So yeah, rocks so, are a thing in Maine. So T posts. Just look up T posts and post drivers, and and you'll see what. And what if it you're means. short, it helps to have a stool to help. That's totally unsafe. It's not. It, yeah, it's it's unsafe. It's, but if you're short. You need uh, to get up there to dig. Put your the... your arms need to be long enough to lift. You need to be strong enough, and yeah. your arms need to be long enough to lift the driver above the top of a seven foot T post before yeah. it goes in the ground. So you lean the T post <laughs> over at an angle and put the driver on it, and then but then when you turn it right side up to drive it in, you got to lift the post and just use gravity. The post <laughs> the the driver is heavy. Just it's lift it up heavy. and drop it. Lift it up and drop it, and the T post will start going in the ground. And it's very loud, so don't do it super early in the morning if you have neighbors. Yeah, be nice to your neighbors. Uh, <laughs> but but you're 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 gonna get two or three whacks before you hit a rock, and then you say some words, and then after you say the words, you look around to make sure nobody kid nobody's kids heard you, unless you're out on your property. If you got acre if you got acres, just go ahead and say your words. Not that I've ever like. Said things to a T post in anger. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, <laughs> I think we all have. <laughs> but assuming it goes in, and this is why you want to do mud season because it, it's just easier to get it into the ground. Unless you don't have mud season if you're in like Arizona or somewhere. Yeah, then you just got to fight the ground. Yeah, sorry. But, but around here, as soon as the snow finishes melting, I'm going to take a. I, I was taking a week's vacation and building the fence. But this year, I'm going to, as soon as the snow is gone, I'm going to go down the property and I'm just going to drive posts in during mud season. I'm not going to worry about buying the actual fence. Just I'm going to put the posts in and stake out the area I'm going to do while the ground is soft. And then the rest of the summer, I've got to put the actual fence on. So getting to the actual fence, again, the costs. The the welded stuff is like 150 bucks. The woven stuff is twice over twice the cost. It's like 320 right now in March of 2023. You also need to know that the T posts, if you get them seven feet, are going to be upwards of eight dollars per T post, and you're going to need them every few feet. Some people will tell you every 10 feet, but it depends on the land. It depends on the layout. You may need them every five feet, and you may need extras. So it gets expensive. But we're talking about the fence. It's five foot tall, so which is good enough for goats and good enough for. You know, if you chickens. have small goats, if it... you have small goats, we have miniatures. We don't have, we don't have full size goats, and we don't have any bucks. Yeah. So we have only weathers and females. So we have animals that are not going to really attack the fence. We're just worried about goats walking by, scratching their side on it, and maybe putting their hooves up on it to lean up if a if a plant has grown over the fence and they can reach a leaf or something. But if you have animals that are more aggressive or you have something really strong like a cow, you get into totally different kinds of fence and you get into people that run electric wire. and, and Oh, yeah, that's another thing we should stuff. mention. Even people with goats our size suggest electric wire. I worry about it because we have dogs of course and we have some stupid birds and i just i just worry we worry that sutton's mal the mallard <laughs> sutton he's 
completely stupid and his we children mentioned him before and yeah his children you know that they're his kids was we'll put it, it that way this morning or yesterday one was they've been flying over the fence near our propane tanks and one tried to fly back it was last night wasn't it yeah 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 he flew into the fence he flew yeah he's trying to leave <sighs> he's smarter than his dad because he figured i gotta fly to get back out of here well, he only did that because he saw his female companion fly over. Which is no very problem. sudden. <laughs> That's very sudden. Yeah. So like, so, oh, I'm going to follow you. She took out after Delphi, obviously. But I, th- I but. think he's smarter than Sutton, though, because that exact same scenario, Sutton Delphi flew <laughs> over the fence and Sutton just stood on the ground and didn't know what to do. That's true. This, this guy knew he had to fly. Yeah. But he chose to fly kind of towards the fence. And he ran into the fence. Right into the fence. And another issue, <laughs> we had a Welsh Harlequin, which do not fly over the same fence as well. And we're like, how did she get over there? So it's important to do fence checks every, I would say every month, unless you're in Maine. If there's storms, I would do them more often. But I did a fence check today. And I found the gap where she was getting through from. So, because she was over the fence today as well. But that's an old fence that was there when we bought the place. That is true. And but. it's a four by four grid. And Kara put some plastic, like, it's, it's, it's the same kind of thing as chicken wire, but it's made of plastic instead. It's so like it's, garden fence. Yes, yeah, so it's softer. She put that over to keep them from walking through, and there's a gap in it. And because that, the snow and the water pushed up the fence because it's so bad. It's so old. Yeah. So the It's ducks, on my list to replace yeah. this season. So once it gets warm enough, that's one of the fences we got to replace. We also have a small picket fence out front that is now rotted where the dogs go. So that's also on the list for this year. Yeah. So in, in picket fences, hey, weather they weather look pretty, wins. but... Yeah, so weather's going to win. <laughs> yeah. So you just keep in mind any kind of wooden fence, where you are, what kind of climate you got, what it's made of. Yeah. You know, it's pressure... I think if it's pressure treated and if it's painted regularly and cared for, it can last a lot longer. I think this fence is probably neglected. Yeah, because we moved in, it's been like two and a half years now, and the fence was already... It was already on its It was already on, rotted and stuff when we and the got previous the house. owners were snowbirds. They weren't caring for it. So at that point, it was just, what's the point in saving it? It's going to go anyway. So We'll have to pull the posts out. You know, yeah. So, but, but, but the thing is, before we, because we're already kind of. But the weld, was it the welded? Will last a lifetime, your lifetime. Yeah. Not the house's lifetime. And then you can but, pull it down and use it again. Yeah. But th- I should because we only got a few more minutes because we're at the end of time, and I could I could do a whole other episode on this. I know it's crazy. I couldn't, that, but that you could talk about fencing. So got much, nothing else to say. With the welded, it's so heavy that what I do is I I put it in a little gorilla cart, I, I, or I put it in a trailer, dragged it with the lawn tractor. I'll have to drag it with the regular tractor this time. I just want to clarify because we keep getting confused between saying the word welded and saying the word woven. The welded stuff is literally welded together and over time it can wear out if goats, you know, lean on it or or put their hooves on a particular weld, it can break. 
That stuff is lighter though. And if you're doing it by yourself, you can easily fight with that. The woven stuff is very heavy and harder to deal with, but that's the stuff that lasts basically forever. And until it, when you pull it down, you're gonna to wanna to use it again. I use the, the welded for internal stuff when I have it because it's much cheaper. And I use the, the woven stuff exclusively for outside fences that need to be extremely sturdy. So if you've got small animals and you're not worried about things attacking it, the, the welded might be fine. But if you're dealing with goats or something, I would definitely go ahead and fight with the, the woven horse fence, the tough stuff. It's heavier, it's more trouble, but it's worth it. You'll also notice some little clips on the roll that, that keep the roll from unwinding. You're gonna to have to have some needle nose pliers or something to twist those off. And then the roll is open and that's when you're gonna start rolling it out and cutting sections off to use. I basically opened it up and put a brick or a cinder block on the fence and just kicked the roll away from me and let it roll away and I got wire cutters and I mean like bolt cutters because this is heavy gauge wire and I cut the fence and cut a section out so I carried that section with me I didn't try to carry the whole roll with me and you have fence clips which I'll talk about in another another podcast I guess but and you can look this up on the internet of actually putting fence clips against t-posts and how to connect them and stuff it's not hard to learn, but I would do a section from post to post to post, and there's places where the ground, the contour of the ground changes, and the fence, it's metal. It doesn't magically warp so that you can go around a curved surface, right? <laughs> I'm not talking about a gentle slope on the prairie. I'm talking about <laughs> the ground drops. Holy by... crap, that's a cliff. <laughs> right, right. The ground drops like a foot and a half. <laughs> or something or I got to go up against this tree or it's going to be crazy you, you can tell yourself well I'll just pick the perfect fencing route I'll just pick no stuff's going to happen weird stuff is going to be encountered <laughs> so just be advised but you, you're going to end up um, cutting the fence and having a part that's straight and then a part that's at an angle going down the hill and then another part that's straight and you're basically going to use pliers to because you're going to have the ends of the fence you're going to I cut it in the middle I don't cut right up against the grid I cut like in the two inch by four inch grid I cut it one inch so I've got an inch of wire on either side and then when I put the fence together I twist that around instead of a fence clip and I just I just curled around the pliers I should do a video of me doing that and post it to social media but good times yeah but it's useful and you <laughs> end up useful. with this what looks like a patchwork <laughs> fence in places but it's able to follow the contour of the ground and just you're gonna fight you're gonna fight you're gonna fight <laughs> if it's welded fence it's easy because it's so lightweight and so easy to deal with but it's weaker and if you're just keeping in small animals and birds you're fine you know uh, and you can even take chicken wire and run it along the bottom of that fence after you put it up and that'll handle like the little bitties. Mind you, chicken wire will not keep out predators. Just a, a side note. Yeah, yeah. With predators, it's useless. And that's a, that's another thing is I I we have some leftover welded fence that I might use for 
inside the property, but all of my all of my fence that is the outside of the property facing the woods is going to be welded wire horse fence that is the strongest stuff I got because there's bobcats, there's coyotes, there's all kind of stuff. Yeah. And they want to get your birds. So Un- well, unfortunately, we actually lost a bird this week. But yeah. Not um, due to fencing, mostly cuz we believe it was a, a predator a, bird. A predator bird, which a bird of prey. If we kept them enclosed, obviously it wouldn't have happened. But how do you keep? It also wasn't any of the land ducks. It was a mallard. It was a mallard who flies. You would, I mean, it. It's the, sad. the best I can tell, because she wasn't it's destroyed my week. But if it was a land animal that got her, it would have been eaten. This she had a wound on the right side of her neck at the base. I think a uh, larger bird took a chunk out of her neck, and maybe broke something, and then she fell to the ground. And uh, she was near the fence, so knock. But so basically, I think she got (laughs) caught in the air. I mean, this is a whole other episode of, I mean the bird flu scenarios and do you keep your chickens and ducks enclosed in a enclosed run we decided not to but again that would be a whole maybe next week what we'll kind do of that land episode. do you have what it's do you actually have a husband or a wife or who like, can build such yeah, a thing is your it's, wife an electrician <laughs> is your I mean, is your husband <laughs> a carpenter if look if you can you imagine if you had a married couple where one of them is an electrician and the other is a carpenter? That would be the dream team. And then, and then somebody's brother is a plumber. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can you imagine like? I mean, can you imagine like hiring a guy to dig a? You could do an, all a, the things. Dig an eighteen-inch trench from here to there, and then and then your wife is like, "All right, I'm good," and she lays conduit from A to B and does whatever sorcery electricians do without getting electrocuted <laughs> to hook things up. It's like, yeah, I was so paranoid. I was, the difference between this farm and one of the others maybe is because I am out there constantly and our birds help us with pest control, ticks for the goats and dogs. They're a big help and they would get so bored if they were enclosed all day long and I would feel terrible. We like free ranging them. So I would my, feel terrible. One of my projects this summer, and we're going to talk about caring for the animals in another episode, but one of my projects is to build shelters for them to run underneath. They have some. They have their houses, of course, which the ducks prefer going in the goat house, but what are you going to do? But more. Yeah. So <clears throat> to find little hoop-like shelters maybe high tunnels high tunnels would be the solution and it, what what's your land like are you on a slope are you flat but we're, we're in maine we're... so wind lately has been a to do will they hold up during these wind storms and as you cut more trees guess what happens you get more wind yeah and less coverage really yeah although but... you cut more trees you, you're less worried about the top half of a tree breaking off and landing on god knows what which happens too and meanwhile our goats are destroying all the trees anyway so what do you do it's a dilemma (laughs) a lot of this is going to matter about what kind of land you got and where you're at but building a fence is it's tough and 100 feet of fence is expensive so when you're planning out your fence 
go to track plan it out first assume a t post every let's say six feet it could be more but let's say six feet and plan out what kind of fence you're going to use and look at tractor supplies website or whatever farm store go talk ask them local farm store preferably yeah know. we like to use a local farm store because any anybody that lives around here that starts a business around here we'd rather give our money to them but sometimes they're not available so yeah you gotta... so you go to tractor supply when that, that's a perfectly yeah. good place to go but if we have a chance to go to a local farm store we do that too yeah uh but Price it out and think about your learning curve. You're going to take longer when you first do it. And and just think about how much time it's going to take. Do you have time before and after work? Oh, yeah. How much daylight do you have in the typical day when you get off of work? Like up here in the winter, <laughs> it's only daylight during banker's hours. And in the summer, it's daylight all the time. So... You know, I've 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 taken multiple vacations where all I did was a week of fence building, and day one of fence building is chainsaw day because I'm cutting through the woods to actually build a path for my fence. So and of course, if you have a buddy, it'll go a lot faster. Yeah, hell of a so. lot faster. So, um, yeah. conscript your family into labor and pay them <laughs> with the cheapest of currency, pizza. <laughs> pizza <laughs> that's what's for dinner tonight and and give them give them a beer and pizza and crash space for the evening because they're going to be exhausted yeah if only our family lived closer yeah but that's enough we've gone quite far enough <laughs> yeah and even after i edit out all the light stuff the the empty spaces the even, ums. <laughs> even after i edit out all the ums <laughs> Even after I edit out all the ums and the empty spaces and all that stuff, we're still going to be way up over time. All right. So. Have a good weekend or whenever. What? I don't know. Whatever the hell you're doing. Whatever. I don't even know what. I guess these post on Friday. So, yeah. Have a good weekend. And we're like a couple of weeks out. This is. We're recording this. Like we'll still have advance. a good weekend. So. Yeah. Have a whatever you're doing. Yeah. Uh, good have whatever a, you're doing. Have a good whatever you're doing. Till next time. <laughs>